This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Rant. The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Ram Podcast, the official Red Bull Podcast of SP Nation and Once a Metro. I'm your host, Jason I. Pico. I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and this is episode 147. You wanted the best! You got the best! Uh, we always want the best. Who wants Kith? Who likes Kith? Come on. I'm the only one. We, we only always one. want the best, though. That's, that, yeah. that, that's the whole point of being disgruntled Red Bull fans, right? We always want the best. Simply the best. Simply. Simply the best. And this is simply the best unrated Red Bull podcast on the internet today. <laughs> the most professional unrated Red Bull podcast. Very, very professional. Um, so the Red Bulls had a match this week after a bye week, and it was uh, a U.S. Open Cup match against the NASL Atlanta Silverbacks. They uh, easily took care of the Silverbacks 3-0. Goals by Lloyd Sam, Ronald Zubar, who came back from injury, and uh, Sean Davis, who got his first ever goal with uh, the New York Red Bulls senior team. Uh, Lloyd Sam, unfortunately, came off injured within the first 20 minutes, and it looks like he will not be back against Vancouver. Yeah. I know someone's going to want to talk about that in a minute, so we'll hold off on it. Um, but let's do our usual like and dislike. And, uh, Pat, we'll start with you. What did you dislike about this one? I think you just said it, Lloyd Sam being injured. Look, this is why you don't take this fucking thing seriously. I mean, if only 5,000 fans <laughs> are going to show up to the damn thing, then the fans don't care. I don't care what Twitter says. I don't quit care. Just because 500 fans on, twi- on Twitter are like, eh, it becomes important, doesn't make it important. If you can only sell 5,000 freaking tickets, it's not important. And this is exactly why you don't start your starters, because they're hurt. We cannot afford to lose Lloyd Sam at this juncture in the season. I don't care if Jesse Marsh is down playing at same day. Him missing one game is enough that it was not it did not make sense to risk their starters in this game. And now you see all these games, and I went 120 minutes. Thank God the Red Bulls blew out the Atlanta Silverbacks. So they've got 120 minutes with their starters, and they have the very important game against Vancouver coming up. I mean, give me a break. This is just absolutely why you don't. I don't care if they won three on. Great. Lottie freaking died. Game nobody freaking saw. Yeah. Woohoo. Who cares? All right. This is why you don't risk your starters in the damn Open Cup until people actually start showing up and buying tickets for this thing and giving it a shit, and giving a shit is not 500 loud people, that is not giving a shit, then do not take this stupid thing seriously, all right? I, I'm so sick of the damn Open Cup and how I'm supposed to care about it and all that shit. This is exactly why you shouldn't care about it. You know, as little fans as there were there, you should have seen the uh, Houston Dynamo game. I think there was maybe 15 fans there. There you go. <laughs> so apparently, I mean, we are not the only team uh, where fans don't show up. So, I mean, hey, Jesse Marsh thought it was important, and I don't know. This is going to satiate uh, the rabid fans for one game, but we'll see what happens coming up because it's not going to be so easy to try to play every uh, starter in the next game or two. Uh, my dislike, because there's not a lot to dislike from the game aside from the injury. They played pretty well. They beat down a team they should have. I'm not going to mention his name because, God forbid, I get – blackballed from the Red Bull media universe, which I'm not really a part of anyway. But the unnamed person who did color commentary for this game, I have to tell him two things. Uh, His name is Sean Davis, okay? Not Davies. He's not Charlie Davies. I I don't... How are you even following this team? I don't know. And his name is Joel. Joel Lindpair. Not Joel Lindpair. You're not from Estonia, you live in America. You're American. His name is Joel. That drove me crazy. Unnamed person who I will not say here, who, who will never listen to the show anyway. I mean, don't, don't put yourself over. You don't have to mention metrofanatic.com. I know it's only a, you know, webcast stream 
But come on. Just just do your ding-dang job, which you're already good at, and uh, leave the smarkiness to the internet. And say people's names right. You know, my dislike now seems kind of tame in comparison to your two. <laughs> um, my, con- my, my complaint is the fact that it was only a 3-0 victory. I know. I, I don't complain about the fact that we lost or, or sorry, we won by three goals, but um, come on. It's the NASL Atlantic Silverbacks who finished dead last in the spring season who had less than 10 points on the, on that spring season, who took overtime to be an NPSL runner-up from 2014. And I say runner-up because they took the Red Bulls under 23 spot, by the way. And then we only scored three goals. And one of them was because the goalkeeper couldn't get his hands on the ball. Like, it was deflected off his hands. If you're going to take the game, quote, seriously and actually play most of your starters – and scored two goals in the first 20 minutes, you should have at least five fucking goals at some point. Well, unfortunately, Jesse Marsh doesn't have a controller on the side of the field, which which he can guide the players to put the ball in the back of the net. They, uh, BWP, man, you got to get off the hump here, buddy. This was like the perfect game to do it and boost your confidence. And uh, he had a very, very nice assist with Lloyd Sam's goal. But come on, man, you're you're the goal scorer. You got one job, put in the back of the net, and uh, didn't do it. Did not do it. Well, I mean... And this, and I've kind of been ringing this bell for a few weeks now. Wright Phillips can only do so much. He can't be expected to be a distributor and a goal scorer if he doesn't get service from everybody else. And he wasn't getting service from anybody else. So he's going to drop back and be the playmaker. And so of course he's going to be a guy giving an assist. It, he had chances though. Okay. But I mean, one of the chances was a turnaround shot. Like people are getting on him for a shot that he, and honestly, in all honesty, shouldn't have made 99.9% of the time. You can have one, the other, or a little bit of both. And right now, you're not getting one because the because he's not getting support. So, and, and let me—I have one more thing to to uh, not like about this game, because aside from one decent cross, Dane Richards played 70 minutes, and <laughs> I mean that's the, that's being nice. And he'll probably be the starter come Saturday. Yeah, they got no one else. Yeah, good job, good job uh, playing Lloyd Sam. <laughs> Great job. Yeah, let's take this goddamn fucking Mickey Mouse tournament seriously. Yeah, let's do that. All right, let's, 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 okay, Angry Pat has had his chance. <laughs> you can be angry later on if you want, but we got, we got to have positive Pat for a second, if, if possible. Um, we have to do our likes of the match. So Truman, you go start with this one. What did you like about this? Uh, I don't know. Everything, but I, I'm going to give it up to Sean Davis getting his first goal. I think that's pretty awesome. Uh, wasn't the fanciest of goals. It was a beautiful pass from, uh, Grella, really, really nice uh, back heel pass. Um, he played well. He got a goal. He's going to probably see more first team time, and uh, maybe that could perhaps start building a little bit of depth on that bench because we've talked about it many times. They definitely they need depth for all these games that are coming up. So I'm hoping uh, getting that goal playing well is going to boost his confidence. Uh, I guess if I could like anything I said, I mean, if there was one starting or starting caliber player that probably should have been playing, it's Ronald Zubar. Uh, it's good to see him getting back on the field. I mean, we'll have him, we'll have Matt Miazga back now that the U20s are out. Uh, so, you know, with the problematic, the days of the problematic defense are probably in our, uh, immediate past for now. So, uh, that's, uh, so when the games start mattering, like this weekend, uh, you know, at least we should have uh, the defense should no longer be in shambles. So I guess that that would have to be my only like of this game. Uh, I had something. I kind of forgot what it was. <laughs> um, let's say the fact that we that, that the next two home games for the Red Bulls in the Open Cup, if they were to advance that far, are both at home. So sure. that means they don't have to travel for the Open Cup. Well, they do well at home. They don't do well on the road at mm. all. Let's hope the next game's on the road. It's, I, it's not. I just said <laughs> it wasn't so, so, yeah, either. I can't want to pay attention to the damn Open Cup. Yeah, yeah, I can't listen to damn your it. own podcast, though. God damn it. Um, but let's talk about that real quick. Uh, so today the draw was held for the next round of the Open Cup. Uh, U.S. Soccer split the remaining 16 teams into four regions. Uh, the Rebels are in the East Division. Ooh, with, shocker. Wow, come on. I mean, they're, they're not going to get creative with names here. Um, they're in the East Division with the New York Cosmos, Philadelphia Union, and DC United. And the Dallas uh, Cowboys. They're in the East, aren't they? <laughs> and the Arizona, wait, was the Arizona Cardinals ever in the East? You they were. were. Damn right they were. Back in the day. <laughs> um, Phoenix Cardinals. 
Uh, that's right. God damn, they were the Phoenix Curls at that point. Uh, <laughs> that's when they played at Sun Temple Stadium, I think, too. Yes, they did. Yeah, they and, did. Jake, and Jake Plummer was their quarterback. God damn. I think you, I think I you just mixed up the name of the stadium and the city it resides in. Instead of Sun Devil Stadium, not Sun Temp, and it's Tempe. Arizona. Yeah, Sun, Sun Devil. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Um, anyway, so they're in the East region with the Cosmos Union and uh, DC United. They'll be taking on the Cosmos in the round of 16 if they advance to play the winner of DC versus Philadelphia. Uh, the way the draw worked was teams submitted applications to host the next two games because apparently we're not completely over the bidding process yet. Uh, but all four teams in the region uh, applied to host both games. So it was a straight draw. Red Bulls were picked first, so they get the home game in the next two rounds if they advance that far. And then we'll see what happens after that. Then we'll lose another starter, but everyone will be so damn happy what took the Open Cup seriously. Oh, and the quarterfinals, if there wasn't enough tomfoolery, fuckery, whatever you want to call it, going around, uh, the, the, the quarterfinals takes place July 21st through 22nd. The Red Bulls have a International Champions Cup, Champions Cup friendly against Chelsea on the 22nd of July. Who boy. So, <laughs> wonder how serious that's going to happen. I hope Which we take, take that game early. seriously. You know we're going to have our starters for Chelsea. No way. They'll play Come 45 on. minutes. Well, half of them will play 45 minutes. Yeah. That's usually the uh, that's usually the friendly run out. Like 45 that's minutes true. of half team worth of starters. By the way, Red Bulls are technically leading the uh, International Champions Cup already. Woo! <laughs> Just throw that out there. All right. Hey, uh, whatever. That trophy will be as, as memorable as the Open Cup trophy. Or the Emirates. Nobody's watching. Everyone's watching on the interwebs. All right. Uh, let's move off of this, and we'll take a break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have with us from MLSsoccer.com, Eric Giacometti. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Uh, we want to welcome back onto the show after a, a long hiatus, apparently, which I didn't even realize that the uh, the time difference until he tweeted out uh, yesterday. Uh, from I I know he's a current MLSsoccer.com reporter for the Red Bulls, and he, I think you still are part of Empire Soccer. I have to correct you on that one. But uh, Mr. Eric Giacometti. Eric, welcome back to the show. What's going on, guys? Thanks for having me back. I really didn't know it was that long. I, I'm I'm yeah, stunned. I I was I was shocked myself. I had to Google myself and see when the last time I was back, and it was uh, nearly two years ago. So it's been a while. Please, please you know what tell happened? Me. He got bumped up to uh, seeing red. That's what happened. <laughs> we we make him famous. You there know. you go. I hit the big time now. Now I can't come down to, to the Red Bull Rand level. No way. <laughs> I, I, I was going to say, please tell me that you're the first two search re- or the first two search results for your name are Red Bull Rand. That'd be awesome. <laughs> I can either confirm or deny. <laughs> so we we were saying before we started recording, uh, since Pat's not here, and we know Pat's opinion on the uh, Open Cup, which I'm sure is shared among other people, but it, it's a very enjoyable couple days, especially this round is a lot of fun because there's so many teams. Uh, I, a lot of reporters were not surprised with the lineup the Red Bulls brought out. I I was. What about you? Were you shocked to see that strong of a lineup? Uh, yes, I guess. That strong of a lineup, I was surprised. I, I talked to Jesse, obviously, a lot before the match. And, you know, he said all the right things in terms of, I want to start a strong lineup. This is a competition we're taking seriously. You know, five games and you win a trophy, all that stuff. But I was surprised just in terms of the fact that Vancouver's coming up on the weekend, maybe a chance to, to rest some players. But that was as strong of a lineup as you could have gotten, except for Duval at right back. But he was suspended from the Cosmos match last year. So that was basically a first choice starting eleven, and uh, I guess they're really putting their money where their mouth is in terms of the strength of their lineup and taking this cup seriously. All right, so uh, you know one of the one of the kind of subplots, I guess, to the Red Bulls Open Cup match is um, Frank Giassi wrote on uh, New York New York Red Bulls website about uh, the preview for the Open Cup, and in there mentioned that according to the rules, there's a limit of five uh, international players allowed, and for those. Unfamiliar, uh, basically it seems like U.S. soccer and MLS classify international players as the, in the, in the same way. Um, with green cards being, a, making a player a quote domestic player. Um, but it seems that, uh, Lloyd Sam and Roy Miller have green cards. So my question is, 
do you know if they count as international? I know this is not necessarily USO's, uh, US Open Cup, but because of this, do we know for certain if uh, Sam and Miller are still considered international players in terms of MLS? That I don't know. That's a good question. Uh, I know I was, I, I spoke with Jesse about that rule and he, he mentioned it was something he would have to take into account. Uh, like even a player like Carl we met is, you know, he's Canadian so that he would count, uh, as one of those international players. But, uh, I, I do know that green cards exempt you from that international status and you would count as a domestic player, but I'm not sure. I hadn't heard anything about Lloyd Sam and Roy Miller having green cards or, or being counted as domestic players. I'd have to look into that. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Got some reporting to do. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's just, it's one of those things like, you know, we have eight international spots on the MLS roster plus whatever we've required through trade. And if you look at the web, Red Bulls website, both Miller and Sam are still listed as international. So I, or at least as of far as I know, they're still listed as international. I mean, very possibly this could, could change by the time this gets published. Right. But I mean, it, it's just, it'd be nice to know if we still have those international spots or not. That, that's kind of why I asked the question. Yeah, uh, I, I I don't know off the top of my head. I'll have to uh, I'll double check with some uh, some team officials. I suppose maybe they can help me out there. Why don't we just find a nice young American lady for Lloyd Sam? <laughs> All right, we take him to Vegas, get married, boom, citizen, bam, <laughs> solve a problem. Well, apparently green cards all you really need. So I, I mean, we're kind of good there. I'm moving it along. I'm moving the process forward, all right? BWP yeah. got married. It's time for Lloyd to settle down. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> is it? Yes. Really? It's time. It's time for him to settle down. I mean, I mean I, Sam is 30, so I guess that's true. <laughs> uh, so let's let's keep talking uh, Open Cup. We'll start – I mean, we already talked a lot about the Red Bulls game uh, in our first segment, but we're going to talk about some other games. Uh, and, I mean, what else are we going to talk about, right? Last night's blue team – uh, versus green team, the Cosmos, you were there. Uh, just really briefly, uh, what you thought of the atmosphere at the game? I, I thought it was fantastic. I mean, it was a, a bit of a late arriving crowd, but just about, you know, maybe 10, 15 minutes into the game, it was a nearly packed house and, uh, both sides were making a lot of noise. It was a, a, a great game to watch as a neutral and uh, a lot of excitement. You know, you had the, the last minute equalizer and, you know, both fan bases really going at it. So it was a lot of fun from a neutral perspective seeing that game. I gotta tell you, I've seen a lot of bad penalties in the past few days with the uh, under 20, like, in this game, a lot of saves and misses and, but uh, always hilarious to see blue team, uh, go home sad. That's just me personally. I, <laughs> I enjoyed that, uh, a lot. And we were talking about, I think a lot of uh, Red Bull fans on Twitter, that's pretty much the, re- the result they wanted. Cause you do have Hunter Freeman on the Cosmos, you know, you have Mendez. There's, there's some former Red Bull Metro players out there, so. You know, it's, it's nice to see squad. Yeah, so it's nice. Yeah, there, there, there are lots of uh, connections on on both sides actually. With uh, you know, New York soccer, just like you mentioned, Freeman, you mentioned Mendez, even you know, Bellucci uh, on NYCFC. Actually, Ruben Bovere, he wasn't with the first team, but I, I know he's been signed to the Cosmos B. He's made an appearance or two with the first team, so there are definitely some uh, Red Bull connections in there. Plus, in the booth, you have a certain uh, legend player coach. Shep Messing. Oh, Shep, yes, Shep, of course. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so that, I mean, now you, we already found out that the Red Bulls are going to be hosting uh, the Cosmos, which is going to prove to some, it's going to be chaos. Be, the schedule chaos is going to be absolutely nuts. W- what is your plan as a coach how strong do you go for for this game? With uh, you're not going to have a lot of rest. Yeah, that that's the tightrope that Jesse's going to have to walk with this one because, you know, ideally you'd like any other matchup besides you know NYCFC and the Cosmos back to back because those are those are two games uh, that you really don't want to drop that you can't afford to concede. Uh, so it's not like you can really say, oh, we're going to prioritize league play over the cup or vice versa because those are two games that you need for the fan base. And uh, if I had to guess. Uh, I would, I would tend to think that he he'll probably put out a stronger lineup in league play, just you know based on the fact that you know they have been saying all the right things about the U.S. Open Cup, but uh, at home playing against the Cosmos, maybe they'll think that they have a better chance with uh, a couple more reserves, you know, here or there. But uh, at the end of the day, it's it's going to be tough for for Jesse to manage both of those games because you know you can't really put you know the same starting eleven out there for ninety minutes in both of those games on such short rest. So there's going to be hap- there's going to have to be some sort of Rotation is just a matter of to the extent that he wants to do it. So you talk about that, and uh, it's kind of interesting. Um, the New York Times, uh, Howard 
I can't say his name. I'm going to screw this up because it's, <laughs> it's just my thing. Um, but uh, Howard Megdal, I think is how you say it, uh, for the New York Times, uh, had a piece covering, I, I think the overall piece was about the, the Open Cup game. But there was an interesting paragraph in there uh, when he was talking to Mike Pecky, and Pecky was talking about his time last year with the Open Cup match against the Cosmos and how basically he had to manage the players in a way that he had to one, talk them into the game, and two, talk them into getting excited for the game. And, you know, it's one of the com- common complaints among fans of the Red Bulls that actually do want an Open Cup trophy, because I, we know there are fans, Pat, that don't necessarily care so much. Uh, <laughs> but what are your thoughts on the fact that Pecky, not, not so much that he said it, but that the fact that he had to go through that process last year? It really wasn't too surprising to me. Maybe it was a little bit surprising that he actually came out and admitted it. I guess now that he's no longer affiliated with the team, he really has nothing to lose in, in that regard. But if you watch that match, uh, it really they didn't really show much uh, much heart. I mean, they, they they really they came out with uh, with a B squad at best. Uh, you're missing some some key players, obviously, you know, due to the turf, you know, for the most part. But I think he mentioned something like five six players came up to him and just asked that you know not to play. So. That just shows you how much they value that competition. And even he said, I remember in, in the lead up to that match, he says, you know, I'm, I'm not going to get an extension. I'm not going to earn any plaudits with my bosses in Austria by winning the U.S. Open Cup. I'm here to win MLS Cup. So from the get go, you really, the, the tone was set in terms of how that competition was going to be seen, uh, from the front office, from the team, from the players, from the coaching perspective. So it, it didn't surprise me too much to see, you know, how little they actually cared about it from you know behind closed doors. For, for the record, it was uh, five players because because I saw the comments. I went back and looked at the roster today. It was five players out of eleven did not start that game. Uh, what was it Miller and Cahill were off with World Cup duty? Uh, Henri and Alave for the turf and Robles probably because he deserved a break at that point. Right. <laughs> so I mean, I, I just. It, it, that that match really kind of stuck in my crawl last week or last year. Of course, I mean, anytime you you play uh, a New York team, you know. Tough to say that they're a rival without them, you know, playing any other games before that. But it's it's a game you want to win. You want to win for your fans. Uh, you know, this is a team that is notoriously not taking the cup seriously. I remember a few years ago when they the, the, the South Ward had that boycott when Baca didn't even fly down to Chicago, sent down a reserve team that got drugged four 0 So this is a, a competition that the fans want to see, you know, being taken seriously. And when it's not against a team like the Cosmos, that you know you want to show your dominance in the area. It's obviously going to irk them and, and you know send the wrong message. All right, so let's. I'm going to move back away from the Red Bulls because there's a couple more games I want to talk about. One, one super brief, and then we're going to, we're going to talk a lot about uh, very briefly. New England Revolution losing to a team I've never even heard of, <laughs> and that's the Charlotte Independence of uh, Division 25. I think. Uh, <laughs> how bad? I mean, that's bad. That's bad, right? That's pretty bad. Uh, I mean, it's not good. I can't say it's a good thing. I mean, <laughs> I, I, I guess you can. You know, from the you know brighter side of things, it shows the strength of the American soccer pyramid that a third division team could beat a D one team. But uh, other than that, there's I, I can't say that there's any excuse for an MLS side as strong as the Reds, even though they're they're in some bad form right now, uh, to be losing to a uh, to USL t- you know, USL team. That being said, I mean the Red Bulls have lost the likes of I think the Charleston Battery and teams like that, so it's not completely unheard of, but. You know, you do expect the the MLS teams to go over on the, the USL sides, but every now and then you get those odd results. At least, at least the Red Bulls were never home. That's true. In those embarrassing losses, I will take that. At least you know <laughs> they were away in uh, Harrisburg, yeah, and Charleston and other tiny towns. So right. that's a slight positive. The other game, do we even do we even have to mention what we're going to talk about? Because I think we know Portland in Seattle. Uh, and one of the most insane finishes in, I don't know, game history, not just Open Cup history, but uh, <laughs> the Sounders finishing a game with seven men on the field, uh, fans throwing garbage on the field. And actually, you know what? Uh, I always do a little segment called Terrible Team of the Week, and I'm just going to say that Seattle well earned it, and it's it's not losing but it's Clint Dempsey being a whiny baby, uh, taking things out of a referee's pocket, tearing it up, getting red carded, clapping in, in a, uh, the sideline official's face, walking around. That's probably one of the most embarrassing displays by Seattle and their fans for throwing things at the fan, throwing things that um, are on the field, throwing things at the referee. Disgusting. Uh, did you get to watch that game at all? Uh, yes, because I'm a glutton for punishment. I, <laughs> I, I got home uh, 
the arduous trip back to Long Island from Harrison. Got back at around midnight and uh, saw that the game was still on, so flipped open the laptop and I caught the tail end of it. And uh, I was switching between that and the San Jose game, but then when I, I saw that the fiasco at the end, I, I couldn't stop watching. And I mean, that's just peak U.S. Open Cup right there. The the, the ridiculousness that you get from these games at times. And uh, I mean, I want to say you know that's crazy and it's unexpected, but I mean Dempsey has been known to have a temper. But I mean, ripping up the referee's notebook—that's just ridiculous. I mean, I. Yeah. It's just, I, I laughed. I'm not going to lie. I know it's not, you're not supposed to condone, you know, the referees are, you know, kind of sacred. You're supposed to leave them alone, but I mean, that was kind of funny. <laughs> what do you think his punishment's going to be? Look, I mean, I think I saw the, the something that said that his punishment could be as bad as, as three months, but you, you, you're kidding yourself if you think the U.S. Soccer Federation is not taking into consideration who is the aggressor here, and it's the captain of your national team, so... That is certainly going to be taken into account, whether they admit it or not. Uh, I think that's why they didn't come out right away and you know and say this is what the punishment is. They're going to find some way to wriggle out of it, and uh, <laughs> you know, I, w- I would, I would think the punishment is going to be, you know, I-, I would, I would hope to see it just confined to U.S. Open Cup, or I mean, I know it, it could be applied to international games as well. So that'll be the thing I'm watching, watching for the most is seeing if it's you know. You know, you're banned for the U.S. Open Cup next year if it spills into international play because that could be a concern. I can tell you exactly how they're going to avoid this. Um, I think it's – I don't remember the rule number. It's like 513-9 or something like that. But it says that the referee has to submit a report for anything to happen. So I guarantee you somehow that report gets lost in the mail. <laughs> that, that ref's going to mysteriously Sleep with the fishes, see? <laughs> yeah, if that's if that's Lamar Nagel or something like that, then he probably gets that the book thrown at him. But come on, it's Glenn Dempsey, so you you, you will see a little bit of uh, some wiggle room there. If I had to guess, yeah. All right, let's let's move on from the Open Cup because we spent a lot of time talking about that. Um, the Red Bulls have a game coming up on Saturday against Vancouver. They have one next Wednesday against RSL. Then the following Sunday against New York City FC. Throw in the Open Cup and then a trip to. Uh, Columbus, and they're looking at a total of six matches in 19 days. I mean, this are I'm oh, sorry, five. I think it's five. No, sorry, it's six matches. I'm my wow, cancel off. Um, this this is going to be kind of a trying time uh, for the Red Bulls. What do you do? You th- do you think there's any reserves that are going to be called upon to carry a, a heavy load? Because there's no way that all these guys are going to be able to go for this stretch of like three weeks and play all these games. Yeah, it's it's going to be uh, an extremely tough test considering not only the amount of games they're playing, but they're they're playing some tough competition as well. Uh, you know, Vancouver is no slouch. I think they're they're just behind Seattle in the West, so that's certainly going to be a tough game. But um, in terms of the squad rotation, this isn't a particularly deep team, but they will be bolstered by the return of Sal Zizzo. That should definitely help them out in terms of their midfield depth. Uh, I hear that he's closer than originally anticipated to returning to action. So that'll be a big help for, on the midfield front. I also think you're going to see more of Sean Davis. Uh, he's someone that really impressed uh, in the U.S. Open Cup match against Atlanta. He came on for Sasha Question at halftime, and uh, he, he played in his preferred role uh, in the center of the park. And he, he really did an admirable job. He, he scored the third goal, and he earned praise from, from Jesse and from Dax and from a lot of the guys in the locker room. So I think he's a guy you're going to see a lot more of uh, this season because he's a really promising talent. Um, so one of the issues the Red Bulls going to be facing is uh, international call-ups. Um, right now, Kamar Lawrence is out for Copa America, but he'll probably be back soon because there's no way Jamaica's winning that tournament. Um, that's because they didn't call up Dean. Well, I mean, come on. That's, that's a good reason for they might do well. So speaking of that, uh, you know, the Gold Cup's coming up, so we might be losing, uh, Roy Miller to Costa Rica, possibly Kamar Lawrence again, although I can't and good conscience see Jamaica calling him for two consecutive tournaments like that, especially with MLS going on. Um, possibly Dane Richards. I mean, do you think that that's going to have a big effect on the team? Yeah. I mean, anytime you lose, you lose your players to call ups, it's, it's going to, it's going to have a negative effect. But, uh, if they could, if, if it's just Miller that's, it's being lost, uh, I think they can cope with it. They, they have some players that can fill in. Obviously, Lawrence has pretty much been, uh, deemed the first choice left back at the moment. So, uh, he can definitely do a job there and, Let's be honest. The less time we have to see with Roy Miller at center back, the better. <laughs> so I, I, th- I think they should be able to cope. Like I said, this isn't a particularly deep team, uh, but they have some options in the back, especially with Zubar coming back. Uh, he looks like he's getting back to full fitness. So they, they have some, uh, some options. And also 
Miazga coming back from the U20s, so I, th- I think they should be okay in the defensive front. Would you like to get on the Sean McClaws bus right now with me? <laughs> get on the bus, my friend. The Sean McClaws bus. I, I can't say I've seen enough of him to form an opinion. I mean, other than <sighs> seeing him in training, uh, I, he hasn't particularly stood out to me, but uh, I, I might throw so, some money on his stock and see it grow. You know, why not? I think I'm on this bus by myself so far. We don't <laughs> need more passengers for this thing. Oh man, I don't know. I, I mean, you, you never know with the, with these uh, with these unproven guys. Some of them come out of the woodwork. I mean, who would have thought Connor Lee would have stuck around this long? So, well, see, that's that's what I'm thinking. If if two foot five uh, Connor Lee can play on this team, I don't see why Sean McClaws can't. You never know. Just saying. Hey, it's always going to be the the driver of the bus, Truman. Just remember that. <laughs> that's right. I'll, I'll take this bus into a wall. I don't care. <laughs> these I'm riding it to the end. It, it might run out of gas, but all right. So uh, on Saturday. The Red Bulls are hosting, uh, I think it's their first ever Saturday night match of the year. Cause it is, it is. It's, I think it's their first MSG game, right? No, 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 no. The, we've no? had, cause we had a, we had a, um, oh, midweek. I think it's, we had, we had a midweek game against somebody, no. or, uh, Colorado, and then we had a way to Columbus and both of them. They've been on MSG a couple times. I, I know that the, the Columbus game where Grella scored his thousandth was an MSG. Uh, New England, I think. Uh, yes. New England was, Colorado was as well. They've been mostly away games or the one midweek match at Red Bull Arena. So, yep. I mean, but but first Saturday night home match of the year because this is finally a game not on national TV. <laughs> um, we are doing this now with all our guests. Uh, what are your thoughts on the match? And give us a scoreline prediction. Oh, uh, yeah, test for prediction. Oh. Well, I yeah, mean, obviously. That's our new thing. Uh, just don't hold me to it. But, uh, I mean, it's it's going to be a tough match. Like I said, Vancouver is, is a strong team. Uh, they, they've got a lot of a lot of weapons that can hurt you. Uh, you know, I, I like uh, Pedro Morales. He's a very creative player. So it, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how how the Red Bulls cope with uh, the amount of games that they have coming up. Uh, let's see. If I had to go with a prediction, I'll call it a two-two draw. All right, it's middle ground. That's all right. Yeah. I like to I like I'm to sit on, sit on the fence. You know, <laughs> <laughs> not getting too crazy. Yeah, exactly. All right, Jay, take it home. Take it home, my friend. Okay. All right, so. Uh, of course, Eric, we got to ask, um, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find me on Twitter at Eric underscore Giacometti. Uh, good luck spelling that. <laughs> I can be read at MLSsoccer.com every week. Uh, I'm the Red Bulls beat guy now, so you can catch my stuff there. And uh, hope you're enjoying the content. There you go. Nice. You forgot, you forgot Periscope. You forgot Periscope. Come on. Oh, I, I, of course. Periscope at Eric <laughs> underscore Giacometti. There you go. I think that's Three Snapchat, periscopes, all of them. Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> Tumblr, Tinder. I don't <laughs> like all my Snapchat. <laughs> uh, MySpace, Friendster. <laughs> we keep going with this. <laughs> the social media train rolls on. Yeah. All right. Well, Eric, uh, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule to come talk to us. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll have more Red Bull rant for you right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Once again, I want to thank Eric for coming on the show. You can uh, visit him on soccer. Uh, <laughs> you can read him on Twitter at Eric Giacometti, G-I-A-C-O-M-E-T-T-I. Um, you left out the underscore. Uh, oh, that's right. Eric underscore Eric said G. It. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't spell it. He, he left it up to the listener to determine how to spell his last name. That's true. They're probably like J-O-K-E-Y-A-M-A-T-Y, Giacometti. <laughs> <laughs> One of them crazy Italian names. I don't know. They got lots of syllables in there. Why not? Like Iapico. <laughs> Way too many why, syllables. Why did I have to make that joke? <laughs> why did I have to make the joke out my own name? Why didn't you? One of you guys do it. Come on. Well, only, only the only the uh, the Texas lady likes to say her last name a lot. So yeah, I that's true. I do. That's not me. That's her. But yeah. still, you guys are. Come on. The, the whole thing is here is we're very professionals. So we got to make fun of people's names, and you, you drop the ball. Yeah, it's plain and simple. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm before seems out of a farmer. I mean, come on. <laughs> All right. So before we move on to talk about the upcoming matches for the uh, Red Bulls, we're going to give Pat a chance to talk about uh, the Clint Dempsey incident in the Open Cup. <laughs> Dempsey game because, because since he wasn't here, 
since he wasn't here to talk to our guests, we want to hear what his take is. So, Pat, go ahead. What do you think of Clint Dempsey ripping up the referee's notebook and possibly getting a, quote, assault charge from U.S. soccer? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, one, it's – it's. I mean, the, it, it's a little funny, isn't it? I mean, it's totally poor sportsmanship. He totally shouldn't have done it, but it's a little funny. And uh, the, the, the reaction, I mean, when I first became aware of it, did seem to hit ludicrous speed with, uh, you know, the – yeah, with the, the assault charge being mentioned, uh, that being particularly ridiculous. Um, I mean, I understand that's what the, apparently the rules say, but I think it's some, you got, you got to give it the sniff test and it doesn't pass that. When I saw the words assault on Twitter, I was like, did he like choke the ref? Did he really totally lose his cool? And it's like, no, he didn't. He didn't go all the trail spiral on him. I mean, it was, it, it, it's, he absolutely should be suspended a couple games now. Does that, carry into MLS or does that get a, you know, future open cup matches? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it was pretty funny. Uh, and the whole thing is funny to me. I mean, you shouldn't do it, but it's still overall very funny to me like that. The, the team could just have a complete and utter mental breakdown, especially in a game that doesn't matter. So, you know, it's a, it, it yeah, that's really my, my, my big take on it. Can I just mention again how uh, scummy the fans were for throwing stuff on the field, and it's disgraceful. Kings, kings of the that, Open Cup. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. kings of the Open Cup. Uh, kings of soccer. Uh, what you invented was making asses out of yourselves. Yeah. yeah throwing, throwing shit on the field is what, uh, you know, CONCACAF nations do to the U.S., and, you know, in World Cup qualifying. You know, so let's let's not lower ourselves to yeah. that. And I just want to say uh, – I'm not going to pile on Seattle anymore, but any fan anywhere, and this includes Red Bull fans, if you think throwing stuff on the field is cool, fuck off and never talk to me again. Because it is by far the douchiest thing ever. You're not going to hit anybody with your stupid empty plastic bottle. Uh, you don't have to go down there and clean it up either. You know, there's people in there trying to maintain fields, and you're just being a complete and total dick for doing that. And yep. I will find you and I will scream in your face if I ever see you do it. At a Red Bulls game. Yep. Since you mentioned that, just a quick aside, whoever threw beer at the end of the San Jose match, I think it was, in 101, fuck you. Yeah, trust me. It, it happens. I've seen it. I've been hit with random shit. Hey, I got, I got hit with the beer. That's, that's if, why I was having it. If, if, the li- if liquid beer, and not, we're not talking bottles of cups, if that goes flying in the air after a goal, who cares? I don't drink beer. No, no. I don't it care. End, it we're all having end fun. Of the ga- it was the end of the game. Right. Then you're just, you're and, it's, and it's only and it's only San Jose, so yeah. it's not like it's not like there's like a last minute goal against DC United to clinch a playoff spot where it's like to, like no, any reasonable person would like brush it off like oh that's just you no know, emotional whatever but no it's the end of the a San Jose match on a Friday night you paid nine to ten dollars for your shitty beer just goddamn finish it yeah if uh, if you throw something on the field you better be twelve and your parents better be dragging you out of your seat and out of the stadium basically. <laughs> Or we will. All right, let's <laughs> let's, let's let's move on. So the, the Rebels have two matches coming up. We're going to predict one tonight, not both, because you know trying to predict a game after another game is not ever going to work for us. Right. So uh, the first game uh, Saturday, June twentieth, seven p.m. start time on MSG and MSG. Uh, sorry, MLS Live for those out of market. Uh, yes, like I mentioned with the Eric, the first ever Saturday night home game of twenty fifteen for the Red Bulls. Woo! Because why not let the Red Bulls, you know, have the maximum chance to fill the the, the seats, right? Yeah, at the end of June against Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, which don't get me wrong, Vancouver is a good team this year, but nobody is coming out for Vancouver. Nope. So, go right. Canucks. Uh, prediction time, Pat. You can go first. What do you think is going to happen on Saturday? Uh, well, you know, it'd be really nice if they had Lloyd Sam in this game, but uh, apparently he's not available. <laughs> Picked up a knock last week. Uh, I don't know. Uh, um, I think it was. A, I think it was a training ground. Apparently there are no fans there to witness it, so I don't know. It's, it's, but I hear that he picked up an injury. That's the training um, ground. No fans go to the training ground. Yeah, Come yeah. On. So, um, but uh, that is a crucial loss, and the fact that manage Vancouver is one of the best teams in the league right now. So, um, you know, you got to hope that the Red Bulls can really lean on that home ta- uh, that home crowd for this match because uh, it just doesn't uh, it doesn't look promising. Uh, the plus is obviously their defense is back intact. Um, you know, so they hopefully they can, you know, weather the storm a little bit. Uh, I don't 
I think they can get away with a draw. So I think I'm going to go with a 1-1 draw uh, this weekend at home against Vancouver. I think it's time to get off the schneid. It's, it's been too long. This team, like we said, playing home Saturday night, finally. Uh, Vancouver driving all the way to the East Coast. We know how much those West Coast teams love doing that. Uh, I think the cup game was going to give them a little bit of a boost, confidence boost. I, I know they played a chump team, but it still feels good to get that win. And I, I think they can win this game. I think they're going to, they're going to win it two nothing. Uh, just because the defense, I believe, is going to play their absolute asses off in this one. Uh, they're going to pass every ball down the left side because Dane Richards is going to be on the right. And, well, that's where crosses and balls go to die. So they're just going to have to run everything down the left side of the field. <laughs> just put everyone on the left. Who cares? But I don't know. I don't know why I'm saying 2 nothing. Vancouver is a really good team. But I'm just hoping for a big win and uh, get back on the uh, well, the winning side of things, plain and simple. Maybe uh, Dame Richards will play with a chip on his shoulder with Vancouver being his former team and all. Oh, so he'll only barely miss the net this time. Exactly. Okay. He'll put, the sca- he'll put a scare in them. <laughs> Make them jittery for somebody else to score. Yeah, the, the Vancouver can pretty much leave the right side alone because not only is Dame Richards there, but Chris Duvall is not the greatest with the crosses either. So yeah. Time to bring in McClough's. Bring him in, baby. <laughs> bring him in McClough. Uh, you know, it can't hurt. Give, give Duvall another week off. Let them play both games next week, right? Let's do it. Get the young, get the young guys some uh, opportunities. Uh, I have a feeling that I, I have a good feeling that the U- U.S. Open Cup victory is going to help um, w- with the confidence. I mean, we're we're coming off of a three-game losing streak in MLS play. Get the U.S. Open Cup victory with the majority of starters in there. Sometimes beating up on a weak opponent is what you need to do to kind of get back on track. So uh, I could see that kind of parlaying into some good times. I don't think they're going to have a great game. Against Vancouver because Vancouver is a good team. Uh, but I'll take a one nothing victory. You know, that, that kind of maybe like goal like halfway through the first half and grind out the rest of the way kind of win that continues to build a confidence in the team and, uh, lead into their weekend or week, uh, midweek match with, uh, Real Salt Lake. And that match is on Wednesday, uh, June 24th, 7.30 PM start time on MSG and MLS Live. Look at this. We got, we got two games, two games back to back on MSG. Two games on the G. It's amazing. We're gonna we're gonna hear Shep in all his glory for two straight games. Man, this soccer's amazing. Right, hi, everybody. I mean, he's got nothing else to do since the Cosmos on a break, so why not? Did you know I once put my penis in a magazine? Soccer. <laughs> <laughs> what? You didn't know that? Studio Fifty Four, everybody. Apparently not. You've never you never watched Once a Lifetime, the no, story of the New York Cosmos. I've not watched that yet. It's oh, a great man. documentary, and it's in it, my Netflix queue. I just haven't watched it. Shep Messing uh, talks about how he posed nude for a magazine, and they they uh, they blur it out, but they show you the pictures. I, I'm I'm gonna have to go watch this at some point because of that. Oh, I mean, just been titillated. <laughs> titillated. I, mean, I mean, if that is in there, then they not really too concerned about censoring the, the message, are they? <laughs> so I mean. What what else happened that I need to know about? What else caused the downfall of the old NASL? <laughs> just just uh, Shep Messing Schwanz. What? All right. So uh, real quick, you don't have to make a scoring prediction now, but just quick thoughts. Uh, what do you think about Wednesday, uh, Truman? Uh, I don't know. Let's see what happens Saturday. I think it's it's kind of hard to predict. It's kind of to be a midweek game, and then you're playing again on Sunday, and then you're playing again on Tuesday, whatever it is. So. Uh, let's. I, I don't know. I, I think they would just hope for a, a draw at that point. I, I actually think that's a better opportunity for a win. Real Salt Lake is not what they used to be. Uh, they're really struggling right now. Um, so I, I think that's the better opportunity to win. But yeah, I mean, I'll obviously hold off on a scoreline prediction. So that's what we see. But I, even if Rebels get slaughtered for nothing this weekend, I think I'll still predict a win against Real Salt Lake. Yeah, I think that. It's probably going to be a good opportunity for him, too. Uh, Salt Lake currently sitting in ninth in the East, or sorry, ninth in the West with 18 points, which would be good enough for fifth in the East. So, I mean, wherever we, unfortunately, wherever we heard that before, right? Yeah. So, well, hopefully, Lloyd Sands back with his, from his training ground injury in time to play Raw Salt Lake. Hopefully. Uh, by the way, uh, the Open Cup match from Tuesday starts a six game, 19 day streak. That's a current that's four MLS matches, two U.S. Open Cup matches. It's going to be a long end of June. Fucking 
Oh, and then we have then we have July. We have another possibly another US Open Cup. We have two International Champions Cup matches. We have a pretty goddamn packed schedule till the end of the year. Let's yep. get silly. Alright, so let's see. We all have two Truman's Double Team of the Week since we already did that. So this this week's uh moment comes from episode number seventy seven, uh which was possibly one of the best names of a show we had called Stone Cold Tim Cahill. <laughs> back, back, back when Tim Cahill actually gave a crap about this team. Uh, gave a crap about Tim Cahill. Yeah. It was from October 2013. Uh, the moment in question, though, is uh, a guest of ours who, uh, Truman, you can talk. I, I don't remember the specifics. Okay. But... Let me let me set it up. So yeah, we were got, talking. You set it up. All right. So we're talking to pro wrestler Tim Donst, who was on our first Forza Lucha show. And what we asked him was, well, you, actually, you'll hear the question. It's pretty much him telling a story about a uh, interesting thing that happened uh, on the way to a show. Crazy road story. And not really, like, the actual place where you wrestled the company, but, like, just something crazy that happened on, like, on the way to a show or from a show. Um, so, like, the, uh, the Christmas story house they used in the famous movie is in mm-hmm. Cleveland, Ohio. And uh, Pinky Sanchez, of all people... Uh, calls us to be extremely late and remind you that this, this, the AIW show that we're on the way to was like the day before Christmas. So what perfect day would it be to go to the Christmas story house on that day? Right? Like, obviously. Of course. Christmas maybe. Yeah. And so, uh, and so like, you know, someone bought the house and refurnished it with all the like props and, and replicas and stuff like that. So if you walk in there, it looks like the entire movie. And uh, they do tours. And so because of Pinky Sanchez, we were completely running late. They were really stern. They wouldn't let us pass like 6.30 or something ridiculous. Our GPS said we wouldn't be there before 6.50. And uh, Pinky Sanchez somehow like got behind the wheel, I think, and, and sped. Between him speeding... And then him, like, sweet-talking the most innocent love smack to whatever person was working the counter somehow caused a Christmas miracle, which allowed us to uh, go into the Christmas story house. Wow. So, that, that is there's amazing. a miracle. So I, I love that story because, first of all, Tim Donst is an awesome person. Um, he, I, I think we mentioned it before. I know we posted it that he was – Dealing with a lot of medical issues, he was having, uh, I believe, kidney issues. But he's he's actually recovered and he is wrestling again. And he has an upcoming match soon, I believe. Um, so I'm so happy he's better. He's an awesome guy. And while I'm on the subject of wrestling, don't forget Forza Lucha is coming up August 9th, uh, which will take place just before uh, the next game at home against the Blue Team. And I want to mention if you have a business or anything you would like to sponsor our show, we're looking for sponsors. Please email us at forzalucha at gmail.com and we can give you all the details. Um, don't forget, it is a charity show. We're trying to raise money and the sponsorship money will go towards money straight to this charity and money to help pay for the ring and pay for the wrestlers. Um, so yeah, so that's it. So I hope, you know, just people come out. It's going to be an absolutely great time. Hopefully we'll make it better than last year. And pay the video guy this year. Yes. No? <laughs> Who, who's that? Who's that? I do I use some like clown that does videos here and there. Maybe the video guy needs to do DVD first. <laughs> DVD's <laughs> giving video guy hey. some issues. <laughs> if you know how to put stuff onto a DVD quickly, you can let us know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so that's all we have for tonight's show. Uh, do you, either of you have anything else you want to discuss before we get out of here? Um, I don't think so. I think that's uh, – I believe that's everything. Oh, no, you know what? what? One more thing, real quick. I, I, I knew I wanted to mention this. If you have not been watching uh, last week tonight yeah. with John Oliver, you need to go mm-hmm. back and watch the last three episodes because it is absolute FIFA – Gold. You have to watch all oh, three. Beautiful. They are they're so funny. Uh that's all I'm gonna say. I don't want to spoil it. You could probably go on their website and you could watch all the FIFA stuff. Absolutely amazing. The last episode was hilarious. Oh, so yeah. I, I encourage you to go online or just watch the episodes. It's great. Go watch it. You will like it. I will I I'm going to say this, and the, this is the only thing I will say about all this this stuff. Jack Warner is a fucking idiot. Oh yeah. big time. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> big time. Good Lord.
I guess one last thing, U.S. women, uh, good luck in the round of 16. Uh, you probably need to start playing a little less defensively, but. Yeah, please just, could uh, you open it up a little bit? Yeah. It's like, you got the strikers. Now it's time to score some goals. I, I, I heard some, I, I've read some stuff, like they don't really have a midfield. So, I mean, I don't know. Megan Rapinoe. Apparently, apparently they're going to have trouble. The people are saying they're going to have trouble once they get past, uh, or get, they get to the semifinals. So we'll see. Yeah. No, um, I, I don't think they're, uh, the way they're playing right now. And I, somebody tweeted at me, you know, no one's really playing all that well at the moment. I mean, except Germany. Germany's been lights out, but, uh, I, but I, I just don't see the women making the final this year. Yeah. Plus turf. America. All right. So. Let's wrap this one up. Uh, you can visit us at onesmetro.com slash Red Bull Rant. You can help us by donating to the show at Red Bull, I'm uh, sorry, patreon.com slash Red Bull Rant. Uh, you can email us during the week at Red Bull Rant at gmail.com. Call us at 973-348-5329. Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant. Uh, at Red Bull Rant on Twitter at once underscore a underscore metro at Dr. Stooge for myself at pmacd 82 for Pat at the Truman for Truman. Subscribe to us via iTunes. Stitcher Radio or at SoundCloud.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Oh, and just point of order, I guess, technically. I don't know. Um, if you're wondering why Jersey Sweeps is not our theme song at the moment. Oh, yeah. Uh, I have a rant. <laughs> I, <laughs> let, me, let me explain in rational thought, and then you can rant all you want. Um, so apparently last week when we put the episode up on SoundCloud, they, th- their auto content ID crap picked up the song and said that it was registered to some other entity. I don't remember off the top of my head and that we are not allowed to use it. Uh, I will leave it there and let Truman finish the rest of this for you. You know, a bunch of SoundCloud, you're a bunch of douches. Listen, we got the, we got the, the rights from the guy who's in the band, the singer, the only original member left. He <laughs> said, yeah, use it. Go for it. Awesome. Then some European record label who all they're doing is distributing the record. They don't, they don't own the record. They're just distributing the European version of it. They're the ones that are blocking us from using it. So I know nothing about, I think it's called Gunner Records, but you guys fucking suck. I don't know how to say that in German, but whatever. You, you suck. SoundCloud, you suck too. I'm it's, done. It, suck. It's, they both suck. I mean, you know, I do. I- you know, I do a lot of video work, and so I put a lot of stuff on YouTube. It's so stupid. I mean, if you're not making money on it, who cares? I mean, I suppose if you're making a Nazi propaganda film, and, you're like, <laughs> what? and, and then you and you have like bad blood by Taylor Swift uh, playing over it, yeah, you might she might get mad about that. And she'll block the song. But you know, other than that, I mean, if you're just like having fun with something and you're, you're using a song, who cares? Who cares? I have a video online that's muted now because of a Death Cab for Cutie song that. The record company is mad about. So it's like, ah, uh, it's so stupid. You know, I don't know. And, and the Gunner, I don't know. Maybe, maybe Gunner Records is mad. It's like, oh, we got to bail out the, Greek, the Greeks again. We need to make all the money we can. <laughs> don't let them use the song. All right. So about 50 minutes into episode 147 of the Red Bull Rant, Impulse Law has been reached. <laughs> yes. If you don't know what that is, go look it up. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> All right, for <laughs> for Patrick and myself, this is episode number 147 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in. As always, go Red Bulls. Hey, how about they go and win, too? All right, win. Bye-bye. That is assault. That's assault.